Welcome to the Get Emergent Podcast, where we discuss leadership, team, and organizational topics and best practices. We like to provide ideas, concepts, and pragmatic experiments to help you develop your potential in your work and leadership. I'm Bill Berthel. And I'm Ralph Simone. Ralph, I love today's topic of disruptive leadership. I love it too, because I think it's been my whole life. (laughs) We disrupt things because we want to have a better outcome. We want to have a better process. And and I think it's, we need to set the record straight. A leader's role is to be disruptive and disruptive is constructive, not destructive. Because we want to, it's it's like uh, breaking things before it's too late, right? It's reinventing ourselves. It's it's innovating. And I think part of the work we do as coaches is we are trying to be a disruptive force by asking people questions to get them to think differently about their current habits of thought and patterns of behavior. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's challenging the status quo. It is rule breaking with purpose. It's I love how you said disruptive as a constructive force, not disruption in some type of negative way, but it's really looking at what could be new, what could be possible, what haven't we stepped into that we'd like to experiment with. What's constraining ourselves? You know, we've talked about that fish notice water last. We get immersed into a culture. We get immersed into a particular way of being, and it may not be inclusive. It may not be something that takes full advantage of all the resources. And we need somebody to, we talk about this, uh, responsibly complain. That's being disruptive. Asking for something that doesn't currently exist in the environment so that we can get a better outcome for the organization and for more of the employees. The space of disruptive leadership is similar to disruptive innovation, where we see a set of existing variables, whether it's in a market, there's certain products, whether that is there are certain operating ground rules in our organization, there are certain ways we're doing things, we're interested in getting in and tweaking them, maybe even breaking them to see what could possibly emerge for a new purpose. I mean, look at what Musk did with Tesla. Yeah. Regardless of what you think of him as a leader or mm-hmm. not, yep, yep. he certainly was disruptive. I mean, he was, the technology was disruptive. You know, he wasn't able to market and distribute through the normal channels. So he disrupted that channel. And what you're seeing is, you know, sometimes disruption does require somebody to swim upstream, to take some unpopular stances. But look at what it's done, uh, you know, for the company and look at what it's done for the electric vehicles have taken, gained some momentum from his disruption. Absolutely. It's an interesting lesson to take is that eventually many disruptive efforts become a future norm. Yes. We don't get those norms without somebody previously having challenged or disrupted something. This isn't a negative thing. This is no, no. We we wanna we wanna disrupt it ourselves before someone else disrupts it for us. And I think one of the things that we at Emergent like leaders to spend more time thinking and having the space to consider what could be a proactive disruption we could make in the market space, in the organization, so that we attract and retain 
better people so that we are first or we're early, at least early into a space that then takes on. I think it's a key role of leadership to be a disruptor. Ungrounded assessment is something I've noticed about disruptive leaders that I've gotten to work with or observe is they're lifelong learners. They have this insatiable need and want for new information, for a multitude of topics often. They're interested in many different things. Uh, Often they find creative outlets in those many different things and bringing new combinations together, but they're constantly asking why something works the way it works, why it isn't working some other way. They're learning, learning, learning. Learning in and of itself causes disruption. Because you read something that you hadn't read before. You read a perspective that you hadn't heard before. Years ago, I was asked by a president of a company. It was a company that had been established. It was 100 years old. Many of the employees were homegrown. And and he asked, he goes, you know, I want to disrupt the thinking of the organization without necessarily turning everyone over. How do we do it? And I said, I think there's two ways you could do it pretty easily. Getting people to read or learn more, read or listen more. And travel is a tremendous disruptor because we start to go to different places, uh, different parts of the world. We see that they do the same things we do, but differently. The way that they eat, the way that they talk, the way that they vacation, the way that they connect. And that causes us, if we have enough space to say, wow, maybe there is a better way. One of the reasons I left one of the big four public accounting and consulting firms because I thought there was a better way to live and work. Yeah. And I wanted to disrupt that system, but I didn't feel like I was making enough of an impact fast enough. So I started my own system. But even in that system, you start to get used to doing things a certain way. That system needs to be disrupted. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not disrupted, something from the outside will disrupt it, and perhaps not in a favorable way. And that's an interesting example of sometimes we need to be the disruptor of our own cycles and our own lives in finding something new and exciting. I've worked with disruptive leaders that maybe were a little bit more on the not-so-constructive side, where I think they just like tearing stuff apart. But you know, the ones that saw it as constructive I think they held an understanding that disruption can cause uncertainty within organizations or teams. So they're focused on that. They don't back away from disruption because of uncertainty, but they understand that that's there and they act as a guide in that. Sometimes it's not about getting comfortable because it's going to be uncomfortable, but they act as a guide in leading in that uncertainty caused by the disruption. I think the disruption or being a disruptor is change management. You know, so a leader as a disruptor has a vision for a future that's different. So that vision in and of itself is a disruption. That leader guides people to become dissatisfied with the status quo. You know, that's a disruption. That leader guides people on how to take the first steps in that new environment. And I think leadership is about not only being a disruptor, but guiding people in how to be successful in the new model. Absolutely. So what would we encourage leaders to do to take on some more disruptive qualities? Well, you know, this might make you annoying, but I think I would spend part of a day questioning everything you do. Yeah. Everything you do from the big, significant to the mundane, 
you know, wh- why do I do it? You know, why do I do it that way? And with this intention of questioning yourself first, being willing to experiment and disrupt certain habits of thought and patterns of behavior for yourself, and then bring it, you know, what warrants disruption in the organization that would be better for the enterprise long-term? I know you're familiar with Kaizen events, and there's a process called asking the five whys, right? You ask why five times, not as a petulant little toddler going, why, 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 but for really seeking for a deeper understanding in why something is set up the way it is or why a process works the way it does, really looking for opportunities to disrupt it to make it better, right? So it could be asking why at least five times. I love it. It reminds me, you know, run an experiment like a scientist, question everything and collect data, right? And experiment long enough, but don't be afraid to change things up. Don't be afraid to be a proactive disruptor because, you know, nothing of significance ever happened without someone challenging the status quo, whether it was innovative, whether it was around uh, social equality, whether, you know, it, it doesn't happen by people saying, oh, okay, right? It happened because people were willing to disrupt. They were willing to perhaps say or do something that wasn't quite popular, in order to improve things for everyone. Behaving like a scientist really brings up the idea to me that we need to ask others to prove us wrong. The scientific method really begs for other trusted colleagues to shoot holes in our theories so our theory, our idea can be stronger. And so we we need to be able to make those connections to ask others to prove us wrong. Think about leading with that as a leader. That's disruptive. That's disrupting the norm, right? The norm in many organizations is we're very careful Mm. what we say to or in front of the leader. He or she may not like that. And I think kind of inviting this to challenge, to ask questions, to really prove me wrong with this theory that I have. Yeah, I I love that. Yeah, well, we know that nothing changes if nothing changes. So we have to act as that change agent in our teams and in our organizations to really create some meaningful disruption. And start small to go big, right? Start small to go big. I think there's lots of little things, micro disruptions we can make in order to facilitate disruptions on a grander scale. Thanks for listening. You can listen to a new podcast two times every month here at Get Emergent or wherever you listen to podcasts where we bring you contemporary leadership topics and ideas balanced with what we hope you find are better practices that you can apply to your work and leadership.